One of the greatest promises of God's Word is that one day soon He will send His Son for His church. Jesus will appear in the heavens. His appearance will be heralded by the shout of an archangel and the blowing of a trumpet. The dead in Christ will be resurrected. And those living who have put their faith in Jesus will be caught up to meet Him in the sky, being translated en route from mortal to immortal. This promise is called the rapture. For more information, stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I am delighted to have in the studio with me today my friend and colleague, Nathan Jones. Nathan is my fellow evangelist and our web minister. He not only designed our website, but he ministers through it, being available each day to communicate with people all over the world, answering their Bible questions and sharing the gospel with them. Nathan, why don't you just tell people right up front here how to get in touch with our website and with you? I'd be happy to. If you go to our website, the address is www.lamblion.com. Remember, Jesus came back uh, first as a lamb and is coming back as a lion, lamblion.com. To reach me, you can use the Contact Us form. That's all. Just click Contact. Or we have two discussions. Just click Discuss. You can reach us at our blog at lamblion.us and you place a comment, and I'll answer that. Or we have a Facebook group, too, and you can leave a message there as well. Okay. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Folks, uh, in recent programs, we have been talking about things we should be thankful for. We've talked about abundant blessings of freedom and prosperity, and we've emphasized our spiritual blessings. You know, we have so many spiritual blessings that we need to be thankful for. The greatest, of course, is the sacrifice of Jesus for our sins, making it possible for us to be reconciled to God. And those of us who are believers need to be thankful for the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, for the blessing of prayer, and for the glorious promises that God has given us concerning the future. When I think of the promises of God, I always think of something the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. He wrote, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has the mind of man conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But the next verse says, God has revealed those things to us through His Holy Spirit. And that revelation is, of course, contained in the Bible. One of those glorious promises is one that I want to focus on in this program. It's what we call the rapture of the church. Nathan, uh, I have uh, found that uh, uh, the moment you start talking about the rapture, that uh, people always seem to jump down your throat and say, ah, come on, that is a concept that is not even in the Bible. You can't find it anywhere in the Bible. What about it? They haven't read 1 Thessalonians (laughs) 4.17. Now, in our modern English versions, of course, it's going to say caught up. But the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek and the original Greek. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17, for caught up is harpezo. And then for 1,500 years, we had the Latin Vulgate before the English version, and that has the word rapture in it. And that's where we get the word rapture. The idea is that it's to caught up, snatch up, to take away. It's like me going to Papa John's and snatching up that pizza and taking it away home. Same meaning. <laughs> well, so uh, you're exactly right. The, the, the concept is certainly there. I mean, you, you could talk about the fact that the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Or the word Bible is not in the Bible. Or the word Bible is not in the Bible. Yeah. Or the word, uh, the Shekinah glory of God is not there. But yeah. those are 
terms that we have developed to develop uh, to express a truth that is there. The Trinity is a truth that is there. The Shekinah is a truth that is there. Uh, the Rapture is a truth that is there. But in this case, the word really is there. Well, it's so much easier to say Rapture than the great catching up. Or well, the in English, you away. have to use a term like taking out, snatching away, catching up, and mm-hmm. we all like to talk in shorthand. So what we've done is just go back and pick up the Latin word rapier put it into English, rapture, and that word is actually there in 1 Thessalonians 4. And the only translation, as you said, we had for 1,500 years was the Latin Vulgate, and that was the translation that says the rapture. And so that's what we use. It is a biblical term. It is a biblical concept. And people who say it's not just simply do not understand what's going on here. Exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the rapture for a moment. Sure. For example, some people argue that the church has to go through the tribulation in order to be purified. Therefore, the rapture could not occur before the tribulation because the church needs to be purified, and we're going to be purified during the tribulation. What about that? You mean like a Christian Protestant purgatory? That is what it amounts to, a Christian purgatory. (laughs) I get a lot of people who are the supporters of the post-trib rapture view, that the rapture is happening after the tribulation, and they write in, and they're usually very mad because, for one, they don't think it's fair. How could anyone that have seen the rapture then get it like a second chance or they're mad they think that they should be martyrs or something extra to add to their salvation <laughs> by being martyrs. But in the end, the tribulation is a special time period where God pours his wrath, just like the flood. It's not the wrath of man. It's not the wrath of Satan, although God will use those. It's the wrath of God on yes. the world. And God has promised us in many verses, like First Thessalonians 4.17, that we will be taken out, the church will be taken out beforehand. Anyway, if there are so many people killed by the end of the tribulation, there wouldn't be any cleansing. There'd be nobody left. They'd be all pretty much dead. Well, I, and two, I, I, I get very upset about the thought that uh, the bridegroom is going to beat up his bride for seven years uh, to get her uh, purified so he can come and, and, and get her. That, it just doesn't make sense. Well, picture my dad dragging me outside with a baseball bat and beating me up for seven years and then said, hey, now you qualify to, to have my love. It is just not God's MO. I mean, he took out Noah, and he took out Lot, and he rescued Rahab. All the walls fell down, and Rahab was on the wall, but her house didn't, and they rescued her. It's just the way God works, and biblically it proves again and again that he will take the church out before his wrath. Okay. Nathan, uh, you recently wrote and produced a short video about the rapture, and uh, I just saw it, and I'm excited about it. Tell us, uh, tell uh, our folks about that. Well, I think the Lord really put on my heart and the guys in the media department, we really wanted to have a message for those left behind after the rapture. I mean, our ministry here is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ, and we know Jesus is coming soon. The rapture is pretty imminent, so we felt really rushed to get a video that will help people after the rapture who might have their eyes open say, hey, something's going on, to bring them to the Lord and to help them survive through the tribulation and in a time that's almost hopeless to give them hope that the Lord's coming back. But this video really uh, is one that can be used before the rapture to uh, share with unbelievers because it's very evangelistic in nature. Uh, We're going to have it right off the main homepage of our site at lamblion.com. We're going to put it all through the Internet on YouTube and Tangle and any of these other online video networks. We're going to put it on disc. We want the message to get out so people can easily hand these out to people or download them or forward them by email because we know that more people probably than any time in history is going to come to the Lord during the tribulation mm-hmm. and we want to equip them in a time period where most of their Bibles and Christian literature and everything is probably going to be eradicated by the Antichrist. And, and, and how would people, for example, be able to watch this 
excuse me, how would they be able to watch it after the tribulation starts? Well, the, the internet communications, we know TV will still be going because when the two witnesses die in the middle of the tribulation, there's TV and broadcast. So the internet and television all is still going to be around, we know, through the tribulation. And so we know that this video will exist into it, and we're putting it on not just our website, should something happen on our on website. On the multiplicity of websites. Wherever people so can So it's going to take it. the Antichrist a little while to get it erased everywhere. Right. We're not putting all our eggs in one basket. <laughs> we're putting them all over the place and hoping people get them and copy them, and then it's up to them how they use it afterwards. Well, I tell you what, when I watched the video, it brought me to tears. It's a very, very powerful uh, video. And... Uh, why don't we just uh, show it to our folks right now? Folks, here is the uh, video that uh, Nathan and our video crew has uh, produced. And what's the title of it? Jesus Came, What's Next? Jesus Came, What's Next? Millions of people have suddenly disappeared. Maybe you even know some of them. A loved one like a husband, a wife, a friend, or your little child. And if so, you've been desperately searching for where they could have gone, and you just can't find them. And I know you're scared, and you probably fear that you too may just as suddenly disappear as they have. You have lots of questions, I'm sure. And I can answer many of those questions, and I will. But first, I want to assure you that the people are gone are alive, and they are safe, and you don't have to worry about them. Well, how can I know this? Because I am one of them. You see, why this great disappearance took you by surprise, many of us who left knew beforehand that it was coming, and because we knew, we left behind this message for you to help answer your questions and prepare you for what's coming up ahead. You want to know where we've gone, where everybody's disappeared to. Okay, we're in heaven. Now, don't give up on me here just because you doubt that heaven's real. I can prove that heaven's a real place. If you've ever felt unsatisfied with life and long for more, yet just could not fulfill that longing, then you know that people are meant to live better, to be in a better place. And God has made that better place for you and me to live. It's to live with God forever in His home, called heaven. So, there's a God. Yes, even if you're the biggest skeptic, deep down you must know there truly is a God. The disappearances, they're evidence. And God does have a son named Jesus who first came to earth as a man some 2,000 years ago. And God has left us a message so that we can know who he is. It's called the Bible. In it, God tells us that he made us, that he loves us, and that he's got everything under control. It is our message of hope, and it is your message of hope as well. instead of waiting for us to die? Because God made a promise. You see, when Jesus first came, He was on a mission to create a way for all people to be able to live with God forever. 
He made that way by sacrificing His perfect life for our imperfect lives. He died on the cross for us and then beat death by coming back to life. Then God made a promise that one day He'd send His Son Jesus back to rescue everyone who accepted the sacrifice that Jesus made. Those now missing were taken to heaven by Jesus in an event called the Rapture. Through this change of location, our bodies were also changed. They became eternal, disease-free, perfect. Jesus even threw a great party for us once we got there. God's fulfilled His promise, and now we're home. You're probably wondering why you're left behind. After all, you're a good person, right? I'm sure you've done a lot of good things, or at least not much harm. You may have even been devout in some religion or call yourself a Christian, as many who are left behind do. With all these good works, you're probably thinking you should have gone to heaven too, right? Well, no matter how much good we do, it's just not good enough to get us into heaven. The do's and don'ts of religion just don't cut it. God expects us to be as perfect as He is to get in, and no one's that perfect. I'm sorry that you didn't accept Jesus' salvation in time to be included in the rapture. If it's that none of us who were taken got you this message in time, I deeply apologize. But I can promise you that while it's already too late for you to have been taken with us, it's not too late for you to accept Jesus as your Savior. You're asking why this is happening. The answer is all about God's love. God loves each of us, but God also loves justice. Justice and love go hand in hand. We're the same. If someone hurts us, don't we want justice? Shouldn't people pay for their crimes? Well, people have been rebelling against God since the beginning of history. Rebellion against God is a crime. It's called sin. And these next terrible years are going to be God's justice against the world for his continued rebellion against him. So what comes up next? The Bible actually tells us, I wish it was good news. The next seven or so years are going to be very difficult. Actually, the worst in human history. The Bible even calls this time period you now live in the tribulation. But it does have a happy ending. So please don't lose hope while I explain what's coming next. With war in the Middle East and all the chaos in the world, people will call out for a global government and leader to restore order and peace. The man who becomes world leader will promise peace by forming a one world religion. But he and his prophet will instead start an all out nuclear war. The Bible reports that a quarter of the world's population, almost two billion people, will die from this war. He will subdue his enemies and make a peace treaty with Israel. When that treaty is signed, you'll know the tribulation will last seven more years. It makes me so sad to say that the world war will result in terrible famine, disease, and mass death. Violence, sickness, and starvation will be your way of life over the seven years. The Bible also warns, and you'll see, 
devastating earthquakes, meteor impacts, solar flares, and poison oceans. Those will destroy most of what's left of the earth. I have to warn you about this world leader whom the Bible calls Antichrist. Halfway into the tribulation, he would declare himself to be God in the newly built Jewish temple and demand everybody worship him. To prove your loyalty, the world leader will ask you to have his name marked on your forehead or right hand. In reality, by choosing loyalty to him, you choose loyalty to his master, Satan. By refusing his mark, he'll punish you by cutting off your ability to buy anything and even sentence you to death. But the Bible promises that everybody who takes the leader's mark will lose any chance of Jesus rescuing them. Without Jesus, a person is condemned to God's ultimate justice, hell. Taking his mark is a terrible forever decision and not the choice you want to make. But throughout this awful time, God will give the world a message of hope from two men in Jerusalem to 144,000 believing Jewish people to even an angel from God. They will proclaim Jesus and his salvation across the entire planet. Millions will call out to Jesus to save them, and I pray you'll be one of them. With all these people accepting Jesus' love and deliverance, you would not be alone. So how will it all end? With the battle to end all battles, in an Israeli valley called Armageddon, the conflict will ignite when the Antichrist army fights a rebellion from the Far East. But now is when that happy ending I've mentioned finally happens, as Jesus returns to earth and enters into the battle himself. You've probably seen images of a weak Jesus dying on the cross. Well, not this time. He's coming back as a powerful king with his own army. And those loved ones taken in the rapture, they're coming back with him as well. It'll be no competition. Jesus will defeat the armies at Armageddon. Jesus will then sentence the world leader and his prophet to hell and banish Satan into a deep pit. Jesus will be victorious and all who continue to rebel against him are justly going to be put to death every last one of them. Only those who have accepted Jesus as Savior will continue to live on from this point. After Jesus' victory, he'll turn the world into a garden paradise, totally erasing the ravages of war and disasters. He'll set up his kingdom on earth just like in heaven, and he'll rule justly with his love from his throne in Jerusalem over those who throughout history have put their trust in him. If you've lost a loved one in the rapture, you're wondering, will I ever see them again? Well, the short answer to that one is, it all depends on the decision that you must make. Whether you die in this tribulation or not, you must allow God to save your soul. Everybody who turns down Jesus' lifeline of salvation is going to hell. It's the punishment for continued rebellion against God. And hell, it's an awful prison of burning, and loneliness to choose hell is not see your loved ones or anybody else for that matter ever again. But if you believe in Jesus and accept his loving sacrifice, then yes, 
you'll definitely be reunited with your loved ones. Just because you were left behind doesn't mean that God's abandoned you. God has made you a promise, and you can find it in the Bible in John chapter 3, verse 16. It goes, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Believe in God's Son, Jesus. Grab hold of His promise and pray right now. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Jesus, in turn, will make you a brand new person aside. His Spirit will be your guide in these dark days, and when you die, will deliver you to be with Him forever. Now, you don't have much time left on this earth, so quickly, go get a Bible and begin reading the part called The Gospel According to John. If you want to learn more about what to expect during the Tribulation, go to the end, the book called Revelation, or go on the web at lamblion.com and raptureready.com. And join with others who have also accepted Jesus as Savior, so that you can grow in your knowledge of God and to help each other survive. God does not want you to go it alone. If you've accepted Jesus, we'll be waiting for you at home in heaven. Congratulations to you, Nathan, and to our media crew for a job well done. Praise the Lord. And now, as we bring our program to a close, I want to share with you a powerful song about the rapture called Midnight Cry. Here is a production of it by our media staff as sung by Jack Hollinsworth of Acts 29 Ministries. I hear the sound of a mighty rushing It's closer now than it's ever been. 
I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds the call at the midnight cry. We'll be going home when Jesus steps out on a cloud to call his children. The dead in Christ shall rise to meet him in the air. And then those that Oh, he's coming, and he's coming soon. Listen to me now. Glory to God. Oh, oh Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. I look around me, and I see prophecies fulfilling. The signs of the time are appearing everywhere I can almost hear the Father say son go get the children at the midnight cry the bride of Christ shall What did Jesus mean when he said he's coming again? The Rapture Study Resource will make it clear for you. This is a great resource for a teacher or pastor to use as a teaching series. Four 25-minute video programs plus six audio segments provide seven in-depth lessons. 
It includes a teacher's manual and student guide. Call the number on your screen to order your copy. Ask for the Rapture Study Kit, offer number 270 for a gift of $25 or more. When you order, you will also receive free the DVD, Jesus Came, What's Next? This dramatic video shares the gospel with those loved ones who have been left behind, equipping them to survive the tribulation. Ask for offer number 270 for a gift of $25 or more. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 